conversation with snacks. <laughs> More people will come. Awesome. So, hopefully what I shared this morning so far can take something away. Yeah. And you can just start to do. And the most important word in parenting is this one. Consistency. It's actually, the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. That's where consistency comes from. Can you imagine? Imagine how messed up we'd all be if God said, absolutely, anyone can get saved, but they may or may not be forgiven. We'll just see. <laughs> Christians would be a mess, you know what I mean? But we all... The Bible calls it faithfulness, right? We all, we all have complete trust in God's, in God's promise that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord, whether you've been a murderer, a rapist, or the nicest person on the planet, will be saved, right? We have confidence in God's yes, as well as we have confidence in his no. And so the same is trust in your, in your family with your kids, right? You want, you want trust and honesty in your home, so... Because obviously you want to raise adults who will be trustworthy. You want to raise adults who are honest. You want to raise adults who are going to be great husbands and wives and parents and things like that. So trust can only be built from consistency, right? When there's a, there's a dependency that, yes, mum and dad said no, they meant no. So why, why is that important as a kid? Because when you're a teenager and you say, listen, son, or listen, darling, um, you're gonna, you, I know you want to go to this party. I'm going to explain a few things to you why. I don't want you to go telling you no. Right? But if you haven't established that you really mean what you say, I'm going to teach you, they'll sneak out the window. Mm. Yes. Yes, like yes. Dad's Great. When you're home and you sort of come in, you go, well, I expect. Yes. And I know you meant to communicate mm -hmm. about everything, but your consistency is different to her Great. consistency. Great question. So, I think that is why you have to sit down as a husband and wife, or even if you are in a, you're separated from your partner or whatever it is, sit down and go, well, listen, what kind of kids do you want? We want? You actually have to sit down. That is why your why, you have no why behind your life. You'll never be consistent. They'll have one level, you'll have another level. So why does one partner want to do this and the other one come home from work? Like you've just worked a big day, right? I'm just, hear me out. You've worked a big day and you come home. Are you tired? Of course you are. You, you've spent, you know, mental energy, emotional energy. Yes, you come home, you're tired. You're willing to have this standard. Potentially, maybe because of your upbringing, maybe because of a few other situations, she's been at home with or working, I'm not sure what the situation is, comes in and goes, this is what she's willing to do. Let's say it's less consistent than what you're willing to do, right? But if you, if you told her, hey, listen, if you up your consistency, the government's going to give us a million dollars. No, no. Level of expectation. Yes. Yeah. And 
Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. How to do that? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's a fair. I thought you were meaning like that. So what I was saying is people will do what they do based on what the reward they think will be. So it's a matter of then going, okay, well, what if we have this agreement together? This is what we're working towards, right? The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. So you've got to have a clear vision of what you want your kids to look like, your family. So that's the first thing if you're not on the same page. The second thing would be when you come in the door, really great thing to do. Yes, okay. Talk to the kids, say hi. Did you actually got married? Check with your wife. Hey, how's things? What's going on? Anything I need to know about? Takes one minute, right? Because what happens, we come in, kids, 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 right? But kids also need to say that you and mum get along really well and have that, have that connection relationship. And then to come in and be like, well, all right, this is what's happening. And then if you, if you just say something like that, okay, sorry, daddy didn't know. Daddy didn't know. Let me check with mummy, right? What has mummy asked you to do? Okay. And so developing that trust with your kids that if mum said no, dad says no, right? Or if dad said no and mum said yes, well, daddy and mummy will need to talk about this before we go any further. So that it's not the kid ruling the roost, you decide. And even if you agree to disagree, at least you can come back and say, mummy and daddy decided that you can keep watching your iPad. As opposed to not dealing with it at all, and then you look like you have no authority in the home, or mum looks like she has no authority in the home, which is not what you want either. So you're better to, do you know what, does that make sense? You're better to kind of go, hang on a minute, put the iPad down, daddy and mummy will talk, and we'll, we'll make a decision. And even, like I say, even if you don't agree, you come back united together. Because what it does is it shows your kids, because in life, what, since when in life do you, does everyone agree on everything? No, never, right? So being able to go, okay, and there might be other things that are more important that are like, actually, um, we, need to, we need to talk about this. Okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying, I understand what you're saying. Let's have a look. This is a great way to communicate with people who disagree with you. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Here is where this road leads, right? It's always what, what, what? Because if you're parenting in the now, who cares? Are the kids happy? Do whatever you want. Here's, darling, where, where is this road gonna lead? That's my concern. I have no problem with them watching iPad. I have no problem if you don't mind them talking to you rude now, right? But here's where the road leads. It leads to dis disobedience. And one day when you need them to do something, they won't do it. That is where this road leads. Do you want to go down that road? Right? Yeah. Um, holidays last week, so we're parenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. You've got to deal with that situation. Yes. And that's where managing your emotions, which it takes time, and I've blown it a few times, granted. We all have. And there's times where I've been like, I apologize to Rena in front of the kids. So they can see. Whoa. 
daddy got in trouble. <laughs> right? I apologize in front of the kids often because I want our kids to know we have a stable home. Right? Confidence comes from stability. And if you are in a single parent relationship, that's okay as well. You, you bring that stability to your home in the best way you can. But this, this is what you want. And the reason that you want to do this is because you want to raise kids, right, who, when they're 15 and 16, when they make a mistake, not if they make a mistake, when they make mistakes, they do what the prodigal son did. They come back to the father. As opposed to, crap, I stuffed up. I got a girl pregnant, I did this, I whatever, better keep it a secret as long as I can, right? Instead, we want to be like, hey, we, we created this home where it's like, no matter what you do, no matter how dumb it is, how good it is, we'll always accept you in this home. We'll always love you. Will we, will we celebrate your behavior? Absolutely not. Will there be consequences? Of course. But, there'll always be less if you come and tell the truth. And here's why. Because once you leave our home, you're out in the big wide world and life is not going to be as nice as mummy and daddy. So we want to prepare you for that. Because the policeman will not be as nice to you if you get caught drink driving. We will be nicer. Right? The guy at the bank who you don't repay your loan back on time, like you said, will not be as nice to you as us and bail you out. They will take your house off you or whatever it is, you know. We're teaching them this is why because we want to set them up to succeed in life. And so that can only come when you have trust built and trust can't be built if your yes is yes some days and no, your no is yes and, and interchangeable. But, of course, you are not a robot, Right? So how do you manage that? And you've got to give your kids tools, especially the older they get, right? You probably notice around about six, five, six, seven years of age, your kids start to rationalise with you, right? They no longer are, yes, mum, yes, dad. <clears throat> They're like, why? Why should I do that for? I don't want to. Well, hang on a minute. She got to stay up late last night. How come I... Right, so they start that developing. And then what happens is if you don't give them tools and strategies, you're going to end up having arguments, right? Which is not profitable at all. And what happens is your kids think... That's, and that's what happens. Parents get tired, right? When you are tired, you do not want to argue with a 10-year-old. <laughs> you don't. Especially two of them going off at you at the same time. You don't want to. And that is why most parents give up, Right? You go, this is too, just fine, go, right? It's never, it's never a win to say fine. It is okay to change your mind, absolutely. But teach your kids the right tools. So one of the tools we use in our house is I will not change my mind about something unless my kids use the tools that I give them, right? So the tools I give them is, excuse me, Dad, can you please reconsider? Right? Why is that a tool? A, it shows them, okay, you want what you want, but you still have to ask with respect because that's who we are. Acknowledge the fact that dad doesn't deliberately want to do the wrong thing by you. I'm not trying to spoil your fun. I'm out here trying to keep you safe. So if you want something. So my daughter at four, our son at six, if they, if they are, like, let's say, for instance, they say, 
Dad, can we please, um, we want to go to hang out. Can we have a sleepover at our friend's house tonight, right? And it's six o'clock at night. And I'm like, they're not concerned with the details. <laughs> they just want to do what they want to do. Can I stay up late, please, and watch the last quarter of the football? Or whatever it might be. And my first response, if I'm tired or whatever, arena's tired, might just be like, and we're thinking logically, we're thinking as parents, what's best for them? We're like, no, you can't stay up till 10 o'clock and watch the football, okay? Because we're thinking with our parent hat on, no, you can't. Then if he goes, oh, why can't I stay and watch the football? You're so mean. Why don't you let me do this for, right? Then what happens and people, people like feel bad, they feel guilty, right? Because you're like, you've been at work all day, haven't seen your kids as much, haven't been able to take them on the holiday you wanted to, whatever, and then people kind of like, oh, and then they'll either be, excuse me, young man, go to your room, or they'll be like, oh, oh, and then they'll be like, oh, fine, okay, you can watch the football. There's, not, there's nothing wrong that you changed your mind, but what's not a good example is that your kid manipulated you and made you feel guilty and then you changed your mind, right? Because how many people are manipulators in society? It's horrible when you be manipulated by someone. So when you teach our kids, is okay, you've got this logical reasoning, excuse me, if you would like me to reconsider, how do you ask? Oh, sorry. Well, here's your lesson. I will not reconsider because you didn't ask the right way. But next time you would like me to reconsider, remember how to ask. And if you're consistent with that three, four, five times, they will do it. Practice with them. Here's what you should have done. So if they do it and they'll come to me and say, Dad, why don't you do it? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. And remember, it's taken me a few years to learn to be patient and calm, okay? So don't think you're going to, like, overnight turn into, like, the emotional ninja and never have emotion. You're going to be like, whoo, whoo, give me one second. Oh, okay. Tyson, tell me, do you think that that was a respectful way to ask me to reconsider? I just want to watch TV. I think you missed my question. Do you think that that was a respectful way to ask me? Why can't I watch? Okay, you've chosen to be disrespectful. Now you've chosen a consequence. Please go to your room. You're such a mean person. You're amazing. Go sit down. Right? I just choose not to give away my joy. Because do you know what's going to happen if I give away my joy? Tempers are going to fly. I'm going to feel bad. They're going to feel bad. It's horrible. So then when I come back, I go sit down and go, listen, Tyson, now you've calmed down. How? Why didn't I let you watch TV? Because I didn't ask politely. How could have you asked? I could have said, excuse me, Dad, can you please reconsider? Why would you ask like that? Because it shows respect. And who are we in our family? We're generous. That's why I want you to ask like that. So next time you want something, please come and ask. Because that's not really who he is. He is that's, he's a beautiful boy. He's an amazing boy, but he wanted what he wanted, didn't know how to ask properly, manifested in anger, and so I now want to train him. So now when my kids want something, they come and be at the shop. Dad, can I have that kinder surprise? I'm like, guys, we're ducking in the shop, we're ducking out. No, you can't. Excuse me, Dad, can you please reconsider? I haven't had a kinder surprise for like three, four months. I'd really, really like to get one. And our deal is, we will always give one minute. 
right? Because sometimes as a parent, we think we, we know what's best, but sometimes we don't always know what they're feeling exactly, right? And we might be thinking, are you kidding me? Akin to surprise? What the heck? Like, no, right? And then they're like, excuse me, Dad, can you please reconsider? Then, I was like, and then our deal is we'll take a minute. So even, especially when they're a teenager, it's a great tool to have. Excuse me, Dad. Actually, can you please reconsider? I, I actually really would like to go to Johnny's. I know you said I can't go. Can you please reconsider? Okay. Give me a minute. I'll think about it. And you know what? 50% of the time, I change my mind. Because I'm like, what the heck does it matter if he has a kinder surprise? What does it matter? It's Friday night and if he stays up to watch the football till 10 o'clock. Okay, his bedtime is normally at 7.38, but... It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we've got our, our boring parent hat on and we realise, oh, it's actually not that big a deal. Like, yeah, okay, it's a bit inconvenient, but I can, we, yep, yeah, okay, we can organise a sleepover. Or sometimes it's, okay, thank you for asking respectfully. Mummy and Daddy have talked about it. We've decided that we're going to, that no, you cannot, okay? And the deal is, and all this, now the deal is, you use that tool, well done. If you want to be able to keep using that tool, you need to accept our decision and let it go. Now, a couple of times my kids have been like, ah. I'm like, I'm like, now you chose a consequence. Because the tool is a privilege, right? To, to ask me to reconsider is a privilege. And if you abuse it, you'll then go to consequence. So normally after that, I give my kids a belting on the backside, right? Whether you like it or not, that's just what I do because I want to deal with it straight away and then it's done, right? Some people, and obviously, I, I, I honestly, in my personal opinion, believe if you discipline your kids right till they're about six, seven, you don't have to do much discipline when they get older, right? Occasionally, it might be you lose your Xbox, you can't go on your iPad, you're grounded, whatever, you know what I mean, occasionally, but you, you don't need to be doing that much because you train them so that your yes is your yes and your no is your no and you built honour and respect in the younger days. And then what happens is they get and become a teenager, you have better relationship, right? So that's a great tool to use in your home. In your home. And you can do it from a young age. And the thing is, when they got a consequence for, not, for abusing the privilege afterwards, then they choose to respect it, right? They respect that it is a privilege to be able to ask me to reconsider and we're training them to act like an adult. This, this stuff is, will change your parenting, I promise you, if you start to put it in place. There's so many things you can do. Can you re please reconsider? Um, you know, we teach our kids to ask for forgiveness. Like, in our house, it's unacceptable to say, sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. If someone punched me in the face and walked up to me and said, sorry, and walked off, I, don't, I want more than that. So do unto others as you'd have them to do. I'm like, excuse me, Tyson, is that who you are? Was that generous? No. Okay. How would you apologize? I'm sorry that I hit you in the face, Taylor. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry I hit you in the face. Look at him in the eyes. I like what you said to your son today. It's good. I'm sorry that I hit you in the face. I shouldn't have done Sometimes it takes my kid five times. I don't want to. I didn't ask if you wanted to. If you want to leave that step today, you're going to come and say sorry. And I always put on, as soon as you're ready to do the right thing, you can get off the step. As soon as you're ready to do the right thing, you can come out of your room. As soon as you're ready to do the right thing, you can have your iPad back. 
Like whatever it is, right? You choose. You choose. Yeah. Not me. You choose. When are you ready to... Why can't I watch TV? I didn't say you can't watch TV. You chose not to watch TV. I didn't choose not to watch Sure you did. When you chose not to apologise to your sister. And as soon as you're ready to come and make it right... Fine, I'll come and make it right. Sorry for doing that. Back to your room. But you said if I said sorry. I said if you were ready to come and be generous in who you really are, then you can. Sometimes it would take him half an hour. I don't care. It's his choice. And you know what? As the older that he gets, the quicker it takes. Because he realises now, I can manage my emotions. Calm down, buddy. Take two minutes. Come out now. I'm sorry, Taylor. I shouldn't have done that. That is why he apologised to Rena at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right? Because he cultivated in his heart a heart of forgiveness. Right? And that is why my kids love Jesus. They love to pray. They love, they love the word of God. They love to listen because you cultivate that f- repentant heart. Right? When, you, when someone genuinely asks for forgiveness, man, it washes away all anger, all bitterness, all of that resentment. And you're like, wow, they really meant that. That's the kind of adults we want to raise, right? That's what makes a great marriage when the husband or the wife is genuine towards, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. That was not who I am. Please forgive me, right? Developing this in the kids. Yeah. Sorry, just going back to the privilege thing. Yeah. I probably don't necessarily say to them it's a privilege to start off with, more once they abuse it. I'll say, hey, listen, guys, it's a privilege. Same thing with TV. Same thing. And I, I mean, if you have, when you get to teenagers, one of the things I learned from someone, which I thought was really wise, is never give your kids a phone or an iPad. It belongs to you and you loan it to them. Right? As soon as you give something to them, they're like, you can't take it off me. It's mine. Right? So if it belongs to you, this is daddy's iPad. We bought it for you to use, but it belongs to daddy and mummy. And you may have use of it, so long as you choose to show respect of the privileges that it it requires to go with it. Just simple little things. You want to go to Johnny's house, who's a nincompoop from school? Okay, well, mummy and daddy don't think that's the wisest choice, but Johnny can come to our house. Right? Just little things like that that you can work... Because you will learn to negotiate a little with your kids. That is why can you reconsider is a good negotiation tool. And you just say, and it doesn't matter if, if your 15-year-old teenager looks at you and says, I said, I want to go this. And I say, my son, you're a beautiful boy. And I don't care if you yell at me, swear at me. I'm not going to change my mind until you learn <laughs> to speak with respect. There's your room. People are like, how do you do that? How do you? You manage your emotions, they will learn to manage theirs. But if you don't manage yours, they'll never manage theirs. Because monkey see, monkey do. Right? And then what happens is all this training happens, and this is where a lot of of things go wrong in life, because if people don't train their kids when they're young, this is why a lot of kids walk away from Jesus when they're teenagers. I'll tell you why. Is this... Sorry, I shouldn't have sung. Oh, here, here, mum. And that's happened before. Trapped in the toilet. (laughs) Is um, which is really interesting. People don't do the work when their kids are young, right? 
my wife and I have a saying, it goes from zero, zero to five, is that we call it the, the discipline years, right? From five to about 12 is the training years, right? Really training their identity here, big time. And then here, from 12 to 18, you almost want to become a coach, where you're coaching them through, hey, that was a poor decision. The coach, coach is still a bit, you know, onto it, so that after that, you can become a friend or a mentor. And so I want to encourage you, the reason, what happens is here, in this year's here, and we'll, I'll do one or two more questions to finish, but here's what happens. As a parent, you have a lot to do in these years, right? Primary school age. But what happens is from 12 to 18, life is going to challenge everything you taught your kids. That's why so many of them walk away from Jesus. That's why so many kids get rude and disobedient and disrespectful because when they go to school, they're going to meet a whole bunch of other kids that haven't been taught what you they've been taught. So unless they've seen it in you, seen it lived in you, and you've been consistent in doing it, life is going to say, hey, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. You can get away with this. You can get away with that. What do you mean you're putting up with that with your parents at home? You don't have to do that. And if they don't really know who they are, they'll, they'll transform and morph into something else. And that's why so many people struggle in their parenting. That's why I don't need to have teenagers yet to, to know how to raise teenagers. Because I know how, through wisdom from the Word of God, through looking at other people's life, I see what happens. Life comes along and says, you're not special. Your parents don't love you if they don't let you go to that party. You're, right? This is what happens in life. And if you haven't taught your children their identity, who they are, they won't know. And then they'll follow the crowd. And the crowd is stupid. And the crowd will lead them to a place they don't want to go, which is why your priority in life, the most important thing you'll ever do if you have children, is be a parent. Yeah. It's more important than a job, more important yeah. than money, more important than anything. Yeah. The side of your own salvation is your children mm. and what you invest in them. That's why I say this is not a sacrifice that you came here today. It's an investment. And if you see parenting as a sacrifice then you're set up for failure. You've got to see it as an investment that you're going to, you know, an investor, invest to get a return, right? So you guys have come here today and my prayer is that you get some kind of return from something that we've talked about today that you can put into place in your family. It won't be overnight, but I tell you, it's going to be a heck of a lot better than doing nothing. Dr. Google will not teach you half of this stuff. Dr. Jesus will. And you look at the way Jesus dealt with people. How did he deal with the woman who got caught in adultery? You sinful woman. No, he didn't do any of that. He loved her. The woman who he met at the well, who'd been married five times and sleeping with another man, he didn't even barely address it. He said, woman, if you knew he was sitting here, you'd ask me for living water and I'd give it to you and you'd never thirst again. He didn't say, use. Yeah, I wouldn't say it, there's children in the room, but anyway, he didn't say anything like that. He just... Loved her, right? 
because he knew who she was. He was trying to separate her behavior from her identity. So this is where I get all of it from, from the word, from the life of Jesus. And so hopefully um, that is a little bit helpful. I don't know how we're going for time. Yeah, we probably need to wrap up soon. Is there any um, quick questions I can answer? Like just quick questions. Yep. Yes. 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 Great. Yep. Okay. So when your kids ignore you, here's the way you can tell. You need to find out, can they hear you? That's your number one question. Because if they can hear you, then they're choosing to be disobedient. Okay? So here's how you do that. You say, excuse me, um, can you please put away, first of all, get them to look at you. Eye contact. It's very inconvenient as a parent, but you have to stop what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Most of the time we're in the kitchen. Can you guys please get ready for bed? 90% of kids, that will not register. They'll hear it, but you didn't look at them. They didn't see your mouth moving. They're like, I don't think she really meant that. Let's keep playing Xbox. <laughs> right? And you think of it, my wife calls me. Dinner's ready. I'm in the middle of typing an email. I'm not going to stop immediately and come for dinner. I'm going to finish my, I'm going to finish my email, right? So I don't even do it in life as a person. But do you know when I know when my wife wants me? Sean W. Smith. Dinner is ready. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> right? So you had to stop what you're doing. Kids, stop. It's very inconvenient. I know. But this is how you train so that they will listen. Uh, look at mummy. Uh, it's time to get ready for bed. Do you guys understand? What did mummy ask you to do? Get ready for bed. Okay, you know what to do? Okay, off you go. Let them go. You turn around, they're still playing their Xbox. Right? Remember? Give them grace. Excuse me, guys. Did you hear what mummy said? Yes. Sometimes, sometimes you'll find boys. You can look at them in the eye. Get ready for bed. Yeah, okay, great. Go away. You come back. They're still playing Xbox. Did you hear what I said? No? <laughs> you have to remember, boys are like that. Yes. I go Nathan, and if I touch him, yes. then it works. Yes. So that physical contact, <laughs> look at me. I need you to get ready for bed. Do you understand? Repeat after me, right? If, so if they're that kind of kid, say it after me. Yes, I need to get ready for bed. Okay. Are you going to get ready for bed? Yes. Listen to me. If you choose not to, you are choosing to be disobedient, and you will get a consequence. Right? That's the second. That's the warning, Right? I don't tell them that, get ready for bed or you'll get a consequence. I don't want them to do it out of fear. I only do that the second time. If you don't do this, you're choosing to whatever. Then I come back again. If they're still playing Xbox, I'll say to them, excuse me, are you choosing to be disobedient? Yes or no? No. Go get, go get dressed right now. And then if they don't, consequence. That is, that's how I solve that problem. Uh, what do you choose? Are you choosing to be obedient or disobedient? Excuse me, Tyson, are you choosing to be respectful or disrespectful? They'll always say respectful. Great. Then they'll go away, and then they'll come back, and they'll be like, you know, no, no. I'm like, well, you just chose to be. Or sometimes they'll be, I'm like, what do you choose, obedience or disobedience? Um, you've chosen to be disobedient. I didn't choose anything. I asked you, you didn't choose. Let's go. And then what that does is it teaches them to make their mind up, whereas parents are like, Let's wait here for half an hour while you make your mind up. <laughs> because we feel bad, right? And some of, I mean, pl please don't, forgive me if I'm being a little sarcastic about this. I just, you can waste a lot of time reasoning with your kids. 
What do you choose? You choose. Obedience, disobedience. What do you want? No choice? That's disobedience. Let's go. No, I do choose. No, you should have chosen. Now you will. Next time I give you the choice, you'll remember to say quicker. Right? And that's what I do with my kids. And then they, now they learn. Crumbs. Dad means it. So stop what you're doing. Look at them. Get their attention. Are you going to be obedient or disobedient? Mommy's got things to do. What do you choose? Can you just hurry up and make a choice? Great. Let's go. So they've actually got two times. Yeah. I would normally give them two. Now some people, like first time obedience parents are like, Okay, I said this. You've got to make sure they heard you. If they didn't hear you, it's unfair to punish them, in my opinion. Anyway, if my wife punished me every time I didn't hear her, <laughs> I'd be in big trouble, Andrew. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would be my, that's how we've done it in our house. I've learned that from others. I um, hear everything Melanie says. Yes. You just don't do it. Why did you go there? And a great test. If your kids are young, here is the best test I've ever had for how... People are like, how do you know when your kids are old enough to discipline? This is how. Ask your kids to do something. Um, Sally, can you please come over here to mummy? Sally, did you hear me? Can you please come over here to mummy? Sally, if you want some ice cream, come to mummy. Boom, over here. <laughs> right? That's what I do with my kids. Kids, do you want some chocolate? Yes! Did you hear me ask you three times before that to go to your room and clean up? No. Right, so that's, that's my test. I asked them, I asked them, do you want ice cream? First one here gets a bowl of ice cream. Boom, there they are. I'm like, so you heard what I said and now you're both going to get a consequence because I spoke to you three times beforehand. And now you'll learn, right? So these are just little things that you can add in and help. Thing Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Routine's good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Flexibility. Yeah, you don't want to be... Yeah, that's a really good question. My wife and I have found from learning from other people who have raised kids and adults who are respectful, obedient, loving Jesus, from what we've seen, when the younger they are, you've probably seen it, the younger they are, the less choices that you give them. The older they get, the more, the more options that they get. So that is why routine is important when they're younger. You know I mean, we, yeah, in terms of in terms of, I'd say like under five years of age, they don't need that many choices. I've gone to people's houses. Which cup do you want, Sally? Red, blue, pink, orange, green thing, and we'll be there for five minutes while Sally makes her mind up. He, all that, he's got the pink cup, and I want the. I'm like this stuff. That is just. I'm like that's a joke. I'm like, what do you need? It doesn't taste any different. You need a cup. We are not going to have a tantrum because you want the pink cup and your sister's got the pink one. That's not who we are. So I'll either just, you know, sometimes like you can be like, you both get a cup. This is the cup you get. When you learn to accept the cup you get, then you can be introduced to have options, right? So with bar time and all those kinds of routines, 
you know, whether it's a shower or not, I, I, I think it's awesome for dads to be involved in bath or shower, you know, that kind of thing. And getting them in there, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, sometimes, sometimes it's more uh, disastrous than it is routine, but you know what, I think you just got to navigate your way through remembering what, what are you trying to achieve. You're trying to achieve obedience and respect in your children and honour. And I think that's, that's your goal. Some days you'll get it, some days you'll miss it, but are we on the direction moving our way forward? You might feel like you're further away, but if you're going the right direction, you'll eventually get there, right? So yeah, I mean, I can't completely give you a routine answer on that because a lot of it comes down to you and your wife or partner being, well, what do we want, being consistent. My wife and I are very, we don't have the same bath time, bed shower time, even bedtime is not exact. It ranges within an hour, right? But when they were younger and very little, it didn't. But now they're four and six, a bit more flexibility because sometimes our life is not like that. But when we say it's shower time, sometimes you still got to say twice to them. The kids. I guess that level of consistency needs to, is really important. I know with Mel and I, mm. um, Mel's probably a lot more flexible in areas than what I am. Yes. Uh, even around that, that example of showering, mm. bathing, and things like that. But I know with one of our sons, we are totally on the same page. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know, outside of yeah, that, yeah. I might say you should bath, you should be long enough, he's fine. But when we can both smell him, that level of consistency is really important. It's the same. <laughs> you need to shower now. It's about parenting, like you said before. It's about us. Yes. So your need, like, Luke comes to work at different times, I'm not going to arrive quite before work. And I say, I need that time, but I need to know the night before, early in the morning, so I can prepare my mind. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that just, I think a lot of this stuff is stuff that you can work through yourself in conversations. It's more about making sure that you have things in place that your children listen. If your children listen to you, routine is, you can make it work, right? You can be on different pages. But if you can have those strategies in place for good discipline, good listening, good tools for them to be able to ask you questions, a lot of the other questions you have will fade into insignificance because they will become non-issues. Um, like bath time routine can become a non-issue if your kids listen to you. Right? Can you please go have a bath? Excuse me, Tyson, did you hear what I said? Can you please go have a bath? Are you going to choose to be obedient or disobedient? Obedient. Thank you. Off you go. Then, then it doesn't matter, right? Whereas when you chase, come here, it's bath time. <laughs> That's when you need routine and things. So a lot of those things will, will not be issues as you put these things in place. So I'm aware of time, um, even though I haven't got a watch on, I'm guessing that it's about time. Um, first of all, thank you for doing this for your congregation, for the people of your community. Proud of you guys for being here. We have a, a, I have a website of, called Winning With Kids. Some of you will, will know about that on Facebook, Instagram, Winning With Kids. Um, we've actually got a book coming out this month. I, I, I wrote a devotional book because I was like, parents probably don't have time to read a whole book, but maybe they could read a page. Uh, and it's, got a, it's a one thing to help you every day and a prayer to speak by faith every day for yourself.
for your children. It covers some of this stuff that we talked about in there, and it'll come out later this month, so I'll, I'll so post it on there. It's not a 365-day <laughs> devotion, because I figure most parents aren't consistent enough to read it 365 days. No, it's got, it's got 52. I figured one a week. One thing, one thing a week to actually try and put in place. Um, I, just, I just went by people's, people's consistent inconsistency. So thanks, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming out. It's great. Awesome.